advised. Spoiler alert episode. Spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Dun, 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 uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome to the Jacobus system, everybody. We're getting... <laughs> uh, welcome to uh, Comedy Film Nerd's spoiler rap for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, my name is Graham. TM. TM. <laughs> trademarked. Um, yeah, so this is... Uh, this is for those of you who just joined. I know we picked up uh, some new listeners from um, Bert Kreischer's show and a couple other podcasts that I've been on. So if you're new to the spoiler ups, here's what's going to go down. Um, we're going to talk just this episode. We're just going to talk about Rogue One. We're going to give away the ending. We're going to give key points. So if you have not seen the movie, um, you know, we're going to spoil it for you. So so hit pause, go to the mm-hmm. theater and then come back. Yeah. The, uh, the spoiler. They get the plans to the Death Star. Yeah, that's, that's the spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So you call this a spoiler episode, and then you tell them that you're going to spoil the episode for them. Is that is that kind of like double Kevlar to yeah, make sure that the bullet doesn't yeah, get through? Sure, we'll right. spoil the whatever words. Um, <laughs> you could not be more tired. What the fuck happened to you? Can we take a break and get you a coke or something or some. A mug of coffee, a thermos, perhaps. Jesus, God, what happened a to you? A mug of coffee, anything. A hot cup of coffee. Certainly, anything that'll just we'll just shoot it right in your fucking veins, yeah, man. I should have got some caffeine. You look more tired than Mo Banta in the Dagobah system, <laughs> whatever the fuck. I don't know. Is that a spoiler? I may have spoiled yeah, something. Then Mon Mothma at a council meeting. Oh, oh there you go, sir. Nice. We were just doing some Mon Mothma research. Yeah, we did indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Out, turns out played by 16 different actresses. No, Chris, that's incorrect. <laughs> All named Mo. Yeah. yeah. Mo Gaffney? <laughs> and a crack Mo at bat? <laughs> she had a crack at bat. Um, Mo that, Stapleton? That, that, yeah. <laughs> Brought her up there. <laughs> no, Archie Yoda wants to talk to you. <laughs> spoiler, sorry, spoiler. spoiler you did spoiler. not know <laughs> Yoda was in there with Archie Bunker. I apologize. I've spoiled it. And that Yoda suddenly talks like uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe Edith, Arch- Edith Bunker. <laughs> That's most Stapleton. She's in there as Momenta saying Yoda wants to talk to Archie. Oh God! Come on. There's no. There's up. no try. There's only do. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Now you're on. Now you're hooking. We got that coffee in you. Look at you. Yeah. Bright eyed, bushy tailed, <laughs> all full of Yoda references. <laughs> That's the high energy voice of uh, Mike Schmidt, everybody, coming in uh, hot and fast. Yeah, I should slow down. I got to match you guys' energy level. Gotta, <laughs> let's NPR the shit out of this spoiler episode. <laughs> we haven't had Mike on in a while. So it's a uh, good And I'm showing why in the yeah. first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Swinging? I haven't had a coffee yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting taken out. <laughs> See, you're a vegan, man. You're all fucking yeah. weak. You need some protein, some sugar. I'm you need something. I had vegan protein powder, I'll have you know, after I went surfing this morning. True story. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy God. Yeah. Like, that would be a story that you would, like, uh, you would... Put on your headstone? <laughs> yeah. You would, <laughs> you're goddamn right. That you would challenge. You did not. You absolutely... Eat <laughs> no way. Because yeah. <laughs> who's going to advertise that? Yes. Who's going to tell you I had vegan protein powder after I went surfing? I know who's going to tell you. GrahamElwood.com is going to goddamn tell you. Go at, to the website. At home right now, Kelly Slater's like, you fucking idiot. You have the vegan protein before you go surfing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Actually, Mike, I, 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 I have a C4, uh, a pre-workout uh, drink that I had. Whoa. And some aminos is mm, what I went with the yeah. pre-surving. A C4, right. oh, so it's named after it's the explosive. explosive. Yeah, yeah, I nice. take explosives. <laughs> <laughs> They're vegan. They're yeah. vegan explosives. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They get the job done, apparently. Yeah, they so they, yeah, they just fizzle. And I have a raw <laughs> vegetarian claymore mine that I yes. uh, Oh, wow. <laughs> that I planted. Just Brussels sprouts and cauliflower just hit you right in the face. Yeah. yeah. I put them in the parking lots of Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it uh, kills people surreptitiously with fiber. Yep. <laughs> yep. Which we all need more of. Rogue so, One, everybody. Spoiler up. Ladies and gentlemen, Rogue One. Spoiler up. <laughs> Here's the biggest spoiler. Everybody dies. That uh, was the most surprising thing of this film. Uh, we said we enjoyed it in the uh, original episode. Um, everybody dies in the movie. And even as I'm watching the end, I'm like, well, they're not going to have everybody. Right. Somebody's going to, so you know, oh. Disney's going to make them save somebody for merchandise, marketing, something. I, I was, This isn't me. This isn't an I told you so. But I, I went because we know that we know what happens. So we know they get the plans to the Death Star. We know that's going to happen. That is the, that is the, the before, before we say that, let me, let me say this. Okay. I went into this blind. Oh, really? I, I didn't see a trailer. I, I, I should preface this with all you people out there who know everything there is to know about everybody in the Star Wars universe. When Graham texted me and asked me to be a part of this, I said, look, I like these movies, but I don't jerk off to them. I'm not that guy. Are you looking for somebody who can fill that role? Who you know can absolutely comic book guy the shit out of this? No, and all he's those like, guys just were busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we just had Jack. They were all killed. We just <laughs> heard all of them died. Uh, so so he's like, man, just show them be funny and, and watch the movie. I said, great. Um, but also, so I don't. I did not know anything about them getting the Death Star said, plans. Uh, here's his text. I say yes with the caveat that I'm not ex- exactly Captain Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Well, because I don't want people. Because people hold these so dear, yeah, yeah. and, and I don't sacred, want them to think yeah. that I'm coming in like just trodden through their radish field and fucking everything up. I mean, I don't mm. want to be that guy. Is there a radish field? I don't know where they, that even came from. A radish field. <laughs> well, yeah, a, no one wants it fucked up. Not true. That's <laughs> a good point. That's <laughs> keep me out of the radish field. Yes. Right. It's on the other side of the Hoth planet. One side's yes. all icy, and the other side's yes. all radish. Oh, fields. nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the radish field was what, the, what they used to block all the Tie Fighters from swooping in and coming <laughs> after the the at ats at ats. Exactly correct. All right. This they is the text I down. got yesterday. So excited to discuss Spock, Gollum, and all their Star Wars pals. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was me, kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will say, though, it did look like there was a few Lord of the Rings uh, CG assets being uh, reused. Uh, within, all of a sudden, Darth Vader, Darth Vader had a Mordor castle. So there was a couple of interesting things in this uh, movie. I'm like, well, well not the least of which the appearance of Darth Vader. That was incredibly interesting. I would wait a minute. Why is he here? Yeah, I don't remember him at all. This isn't canon. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't mean to interrupt, but my point is, I, I saw you keep saying, "Oh, we knew they were going to get the Death Star plans." I didn't know a dick. I mean, I knew nothing. Well, what you was know that happen. from the sense that you saw the original Star Wars, right? True. Yes. Absolutely. So. so well, you know they're going to get them eventually. They're going to get them, but I didn't know that was what was this was associated with. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't know the so didn't connection because I heard a Star Wars story, so I thought it was going to be like a standalone. Like, uh, hey, you remember when all that stuff was going on with Luke and C three PO? Well, these idiots are doing this on the other side of space. So I wasn't sure. These guys have a scrapyard, and one's the dad, the other one's the kid. That's what I thought. Just ridiculousness. I thought it was just like like a congruent, you know, a parallel story as the other stuff was happening. Oh, by the way, on the other side of the galaxy, like these dudes Meanwhile. are doing this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure what to do. So I, I didn't mean to step on that. But when you said we knew they got the Death Star plans, I mean, I literally went into this blind. I didn't know a fucking thing about this movie. Okay. Well, that's fair. So you're the only guy. <laughs> <laughs> that knew that they were. On purpose. I yeah. don't watch trailers now because I don't mm-hmm. want to know. I don't want to be to be ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, 
God, I don't even know where I first got the information. I don't even know if it was from a trailer. Oh, it might not have been. It might have been just like a press release yeah. or a line of text like, oh, it's going to be about how they they stole the Death Star plans. Right. Like literally when the movie I was see. announced, that was like the line underneath it. This we, is what it's about. It's sort of we mm. all just knew that apparently. But mm. I – so um, so yeah. So if there's anyone out there who's in Mike Schmidt's shoes um, – Welcome what, to Star Wars. Welcome to Star Wars. No, a cool stop. movie that came out in 1977. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but like so I knew going in and and I I used to be a never watch trailers guy but I'm actually watching them I'm having more fun watching them and 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 jumping into the like what if it's this what sure. if it's that um so what if I'm being deliberately deceived what if, <laughs> which has happened on a numerous occasion you mean passengers yes. or collateral beauty mm-hmm. two movies don't watch yes um so uh <laughs> So, so I knew going in that this was how they got the Death Star plans, which is so to me was I was already excited by that because it's such a throwaway line in A New Hope, you know, the the original Star Wars. Yeah, they which, ha- they just have the plans for the wow, Death Star. Wow, we got the strands, and boy, this it sure was a it sure was a hassle, you know. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people died getting a lot, these. A lot plans. of people died mm-hmm. getting these plans. Is sort of the is the line. So I just went, oh wow, we're gonna see how this happened as the movie started on on. I'm like, they're all going to die. I go, because, and all this talk of, well, this is what a rebellion really is. The opening scene where, uh, I believe it's Diego Luna just kills his, kind of sounds like they're pals or they know each other. Yeah, his informant. His informant, he just greases him. Right. Because, and I was like, oh, this is the sort of. And it was shot in a weird way where you weren't exactly sure what had just happened because you didn't actually see him shoot him. You just hear it. So I'm like, well, did a stormtrooper come around the corner? Like, it took a couple seconds to register. Oh, he he killed him. I, I think the thing that was interesting is, so the, you know, the original three movies, the Rebel Alliance is, you know, depicted very much as the good guys, as well they are. Not that this movie isn't, but this movie, to me, showed, and I like this part, showed them more as, like, to be... In a rebellion, you have to have some zealots. You have to have some people that are like, um, I'm going to die. If yeah. I got to walk in there with a grenade strapped in my head, I'm going to do that. And that's if that's for the greater good. Yeah, because and, as we've all seen in Star Wars, like you see Chewbacca, and Chewbacca's all friendly and nice when he does, and then he's killing other soldiers. But in your head, you're just like, you know, that's kind of like an eight foot tall bath mat who could fuck somebody up if he really wanted right. to. And you, you know, at some point, he had to get mad in a restaurant and kill a waiter or something, yeah, right? Yeah. He's a savage. I mean, he just is. But they they clean him up for our consumption within these movies. But in reality, Wookiees have got to be terrifying monsters, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> when you think about it, they're just, they're huge not lurking. Ac- not according to the uh, Star Wars Christmas special. They had nice homes. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> They were very civilized. Wasn't it? Was it Happy Life Force Day? Or yes, whatever? I don't know. It's uh, um, they sing great songs. They're really like you know, they were really like big Ewoks. Um, yeah. So when you say that there have to be, there has to be messiness within a rebellion. Absolutely, right. and we've all been waiting for it. But again, these are all very sanitized versions. I mean, even with you know Han and and you know shooting first and all that kind of stuff, they cleaned all that up later. Right. You know that sort of thing. So yeah, absolutely. So Gaines, when he kills that dude in the alley. Which, quite frankly, that guy deserved it. We can all agree on that, yes? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Fuck Kill that. like a bad wheel, can't climb out. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> bad wheel? Sorry, dead <laughs> yeah. weight. Here's yeah. one. No kidding. All I did is whine the entire time. I gotta yeah. go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. Well, then guess what? You're gone. You're gone. Yeah. The back half of your life's gonna be painful anyway. I'm doing <laughs> right. you a favor. Exactly. Yeah. You can't even <laughs> limp you? around, Tatooine. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I, and I tell you what, I dug that planet. Like, I mean, that's one thing I, I, again, I don't, again, I don't go in here knowing anything about all of these things. I know them because I've seen all the movies, all the sequels, all the prequels, all the stuff. So I'm, I'm familiar with canon and the, and the universes, but they never stop coming up with interesting, cool places for them to go. I mean, it's amazing. Right. That planet is just, it looks like just a, tra- it's a trading post or whatever right. on that one, on, on that one moon or whatever the right. fuck it was. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's just this bustling ama- of all different subspecies and people. I just, it's, it just looked brilliant. I loved it. Well, that's the thing I, I that was so the, great. I like, mean, the, the beach fight with the, uh, the walkers and the X-wings, I thought was unbelievable. Yes. Well, so good. It was like land, air, and, uh, you know, tropical. Well, the yeah. great thing, this is, again, what Mike just said, why I, I love that they've always have tried to go find, like, we're, the galaxy yeah. <laughs> is our set. Right. So we can find the craziest planets. And, and so what do they do? Like, so that was shot in the Maldives. The Maldives is a series of, of islands um, that has amazing surf breaks. That's how I know about the Maldives. Oh. And is going to be underwater in 20 years. Um uh, wait, there's no climate change. ExxonMobil just told me. So, um, so they're they're going to spend the next four years telling you that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, until you believe it. Until you believe it, or there's a civil war in America, or you it drown, is, or you drown. Yeah. Um, uh, so, the thing that was also cool, we've it was like when Empire, the beginning of Empire, and you're like, oh, they're on an ice planet, they're fighting an ice war. This yeah. was like a tropical beach front i mean it was awesome they're coming through the jungles and the beaches it was just it was it was such a cool thing like you said though and that other planet that um the trading post the it was trading, just grimy and right, grimy, right. like uh, desert rock planet like yeah. they find a lot of those which i think is so awesome that they're just like oh here's a rock and we're gonna carve out a, a like a truck stop <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's like you're driving to vegas or something yeah, yeah. That's the Barstow of space. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a big right. thermometer. Put a spaceport here. People will come as long as there's gas. So that's so I I love all that. Yeah. Um, and I I was just like, oh, they're all gonna die because. Now, when did you get that inkling? I just the, the way when they're talking about hey, you got to do stuff for the rebellion, and um, Force Whitaker's. So it wasn't as big of a surprise at the end no. for you, really? Oh, it was for me. No, because I didn't uh, and when, when they when they got to the planet, the Maldives uh-huh. planet, <laughs> when they got to the the tropical planet that had the, um, the little force field opening that you could that was the only way to get in and out. Right. And they got in, and he goes, "Oh yeah, that's a radio tower they use for beaming." I'm like. That's how they're beaming out the plans, right? We'll and bet. they're gonna die. Because <laughs> I just was like, the way they're doing this, the way she's talking, um, the way her dad, who I really like that actor, uh, who Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Um, <laughs> Is it really? It's it's close. It's not. It's not his actual name. Well, but, it's like uh, Mo Mantha. What the yeah, fuck yeah. we just yeah. talked about? Mo, actually, Mo Mantha. <laughs> Mads Mantha. Mo Mantha, defenseman for the Winnipeg Jets in the eighties. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It is Matt Mickelson. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I said it right. Oh my gosh. But no, so it is Matt Mickelson. So, mm-hmm. so his his storyline was awesome. So the beginning of the movie where he's and they shot that in Iceland, I mm-hmm. believe. He's hiding his young daughter. I mean, how cool is that? And like, oh, I get to go to Doctor Strange and Star Wars the same oh, year. God. Yeah. <laughs> the same couple of weeks. Right. I mean, like, I so the beginning of the movie where he's like, take my daughter, you know, tells his wife, take the daughter and I'm going to stall these guys. I just knew like he's, he was willing to do anything. He then buckled, he, he realized all I can do the best, he made the decision 
I could just say fuck them and bail or kill myself, but they're still going to build the Death Star. So I'm going to make the decision to stay here, design it, make them feel like they've got me and I'll do whatever they want and then just get this, this you know, Achilles heel to the rebellion. I'll do anything. So I just, I just, the tone and the vibe of it was like, this is awesome. And they're not, because these characters, um, they're not in, they made it so clear from the beginning. They didn't use the opening theme music. They didn't use the big uh, long ago fart, the crawl. Right. It, really was a, it really was a side story. It was exactly as advertised. Yeah. It was a side story, different characters. But, you know, I didn't think for a second that, well, you're never going to see any of them again. I mean, and um, then Forrest Whitaker, when they're t- describing him, Right when 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 Mon Mothra or whatever was was mm-hmm. describing him, and they're like, "Oh, he's too nuts for us." Right. I was like, "Oh wow, like, <laughs> that's awesome." He's and he has too metal ex- metal legs that don't match. Yeah, that don't match. He's too <laughs> he's too extreme. I was like, "Then there's going to be people who are gonna who are gonna suicide bomb like that." I, I just, oh sure. I was just like, "This is going to happen." I and- think Disney drew the line at suicide bomb. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, but that kind of that, like uh, I I, know, I get what you're saying that that kind of raw like you know realistic of like if there was a rebellion it would be ugly there would be ugly parts of it and also mm-hmm. too the thing that I knew that I was excited about going in and I and I think they delivered they're not beholden we can't kill Luke we can't kill yeah. Leia we can't we're only going to kill Han Solo because Harrison Ford's done you know like there's all of these uh, these things that they're tied to in the regular ones that they were not tied to at all in this mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so they just went, let's kill everybody. So it, which, made, which, made it, which made it even more surprising that, you know, everyone got killed at the end because you spend so much time developing and learning about these characters and then all have them die at the end. It was, it, it did surprise me. I was, I thought, oh, okay, well, at least one or two are going to get out. Well, I usually get mad at that kind of thing, especially in superhero movies when they kill villains and I'm like, you're, you're destroying this universe because right. it's, there's so many mm-hmm. more interesting stories to be had with this character. You don't need to kill him right yet. Um, but in this one, it totally made sense. Yeah. Now, and I will tell you, after the fact, I, I heard that they still have that Felicity Jones under contract like she's right. if they want to use her again nobody else i don't think had a, an option for other stuff um but it, to, it made total sense to to kill everyone and and especially in the context of the story yes. and in the context of moving forward all of the universe the way you want to move it okay now i did have a question there's one thing i didn't get towards the end you know when uh the death star fires and blows up the base at the end on the maldives planet yes yeah. why wasn't the um installation with the actual antenna targeted why was it why was the explosion really, really far away? And then the explosion kind of came and blew up. Like, why wasn't that the target? Because that was what got infiltrated. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought to myself when it happened that they weren't trying to blow up the installation. I thought they were trying to just disrupt everything that was happening. But then when I saw the tsunami coming and everything, I went, oh, okay, it, it's, I guess it, you know, and that's not foolish on my part because literally the Death Star just shot a laser at this planet. Right. I wouldn't, it's not like they're killing a butterfly. You right. know what I mean? They're yeah. trying to do maximum damage. But I remember even, because again, maybe that's part of my denying the fact that they were going to kill everyone. That I went, oh, well, this is just a way to disrupt everything that's happening and kind mm-hmm. of and restore order. But then you saw absolutely everything was, was destroyed. Right. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, mm-hmm. the thing I, I love too is it's, it was also showing the um, internal insanity like the 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 bloodlust madness of the empire right and the and i'm blanking on the character's name who was um the guy in the beginning with the white cape 
who uh, the guy who was who oversaw the Death Star. Older, yeah. Oversaw the Death Star. Great character, by the way. Great character. Better better villain than in Force Awakens. Yeah. Than oh, uh, yeah. than than uh, you know the uh, <laughs> the baby officer that. Uh, I'm trying to find that actor's name because he's been in a million things. He's a fantastic actor. Um, and I'm blanking on his name, and everyone's screaming out who's listening to this right now. <laughs> well, while you're looking, let's talk about this. They, uh, I know they've never shied away from this sort of thing, but man, the, just the the ton of English accents in this movie, man. Like they don't they don't even. I understand in all the other Star Wars, it's been like that kind of, but this one really seemed like an, an English production. Like everybody. Had, oh, I didn't think so. I thought everyone had a different accent. Really? At some point? Yeah. It, it was like everyone on the Rogue One crew was like, "All right, well, what accent's that? What accent's that?" And then, uh, so uh, I thought I, at some point. I I want like you know I just want two English accents to talk to each other at some point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want some goddamn Americans in this yeah. movie. What the hell's <laughs> happening, right? Make Star Wars great again. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it always like the uh, the Empire? They had the British accents, and then like Luke and Han, yeah. they would have the American accents. Well, that's the thing that I was that I was, um, I kind of liked, and like so. There's a, a lot of people say that the original Star Wars was about. Um, uh, the British Empire trying to take over America, and they were the civil, you know, was right. this, um, the American, not the Civil War, but the Revolutionary War. And also, they shot those in, at Shepperton, so there's all those English actors going. Yeah, um, you could read into anything if you want, or they just wanted the British actors, right? Yeah, or they, yeah, they just hired all the British actors because <laughs> yeah. they didn't have to pay travel, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> they did some local hires over in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all those, but that's the thing I like. So then, if you are gonna, if you're doing that time period. Mm-hmm. You're doing in the in the in the timeline of the story. You're doing right around a new beginning of a new hope. You know, so it would be the empire would be those guys, and they. I liked how they gave them those sort of '70s haircuts. That, that this, oh yeah, yeah had, that was so cool. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and a lot of practical sets, practical uh, uh, makeup and effects, practical creatures. It was really nice to see like the CG. But boy, um, those those ships were beautiful. That that yes. ship that he first when he comes into Iceland to to tell the doctor, you know, the guy he needs him back, the scientist, mm-hmm. that that one that folds up oh, into yeah, the triangle really cool. and land. Oh mm-hmm. man, so all of them were gorgeous. And, you know, he comes that, back and, tells the doctor, and all distinctive. I, yes. I love too how he was just so he was so greasy about how he was bringing him back, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, where's your wife? Oh, she died. And he goes, oh, what a tragedy. Yes. He just knows she's not. <laughs> Dead. Search the house. Search the house, <laughs> and then oh look, she's back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> and that opening really brought me to Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah, it totally um, felt. You know that where way. where yeah. Christoph shows up with the soldiers, and they come, and everybody's hiding under the thing. But it's also even with the sweeping landscape of them walking in to meet. The, I mean, just it it really brought me to that place. It's. Uh, I'll tell you, as we talked about on the regular episode, the the with the effects being so good, how are the cg you know people effects so horrible like what do we really need to see um you know a a cartoon leia at the end with like this weird cg we face we gotta get and, into that um, yeah it okay. was it, like it was really completely unnecessary and uh, if you're gonna do that you know get an actress that kind of looks like a young gary fisher there's probably one in town somewhere or shoot her from behind and yeah you don't see it or uh, the thing i've been saying that i wish i, I wish they would have done that with because okay, let, let's go. Let's because the the character of Mon Mothma, different actress. Yes. Right? They, mm-hmm. they, so so Genevieve. O'Reilly no one complained. Has been playing <laughs> has been playing her since one of the prequels. Who's right? Mon Mothma? Mon Mothma is the, the female short haired council short, member. She's like oh, the head okay. council yeah, yeah. president mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, 
So a different actress played her in, she was in, that character was in Jedi in 1983, completely right. different actress. So I understand that Carrie Fisher is way more recognizable than mm-hmm. the whoever played this one obscure character whose name is Mon Mothma that only nerds are going to know. <laughs> um, but Peter Cushing, I really feel like, and I, the more I think about it, the more I wish they would have and I said this in the regular episode, but I really wish they would have done what they did in Forrest Gump and used that te- the, the modern version of that technology and taken Peter Cushing from A New Hope from 1977. And I know it because the, the, the digital mouth moving like you get from pet commercials to me would have been less jarring than robot yeah. guy with yeah. his fake face. And yeah. I just felt then, like then he was watching. talking to a, to a Lars and the real girl. We, yeah. we, we're we're going to go, we're going to go round and round here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It literally looked like it. Yeah. It was like Gollum. I'm, I'm not, I, I had no problem with it at all. None. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And I, again, maybe because I'm not wed to these films in that way. Uh, Leia was more jarring than Cushing. Mm-hmm. But when Cushing turns around in the in the movie theater, I saw it and I saw it at like a screening thing, so it was whatever. Uh, the guy behind me went, "Jesus Christ!" Because like, he he couldn't. I I because I, I also felt it was astonishingly mm-hmm. real. And again, maybe right. we you know we disagree, and I'm not as sophisticated a moviegoer as you guys are, and you see a lot more things than I do. But I loved it, and I thought it it was fine, and it it worked really well for me, and it brought me back to that all of the moments in the other films that he's, mm-hmm. he's in uh, just like red leader, gold leader. I mean, I, I any, that when, stuff was great, when, when he well, should, that's different. That when they bump into footage. the guy with the, the, the twisted yeah, face, yeah, dude. You, so yeah. all of that. Stuff, and and, and I agree with you. That's different. It's not CG. Mm-hmm. So you're right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had no problem with the Peter Cushing character at whatever. You know, I, I, I loved it actually. I, I, I think too, it might have to do with the resolution. You see the movie and like, if you're watching it in like a high def digital projection, you see the flaws more. Like, I see. I wonder if, you, if you see it maybe in an older theater with a an older bulb in the projector, you, you know, or a, uh, no, no, it's, you know. It's a good point. I saw yeah. it in IMAX 3D. So it was like, oh boy. Those 3Ds crisp. are yeah. dumb, dumb, dumb. Mm-hmm. So, like, so I wonder too, like, yeah, I wonder if that makes a difference. So I'll be curious to see it like uh, if I just watch it on like regular DVD, which is a lower resolution if it's as jarring. Because the thing, why it bothered me and took me out I wanted to have the reaction that you and that dude had. I when I saw him, I was like, "Oh shit!" That was my first reaction. Then yeah. the close up, and I'm like, "Oh, we're in the Peter Cushing video game. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm watching Fallout Boy." Right. I I see what you're saying. I do, and I and I also I didn't have a problem with Leia at the end because I like the nod. I think you know because if you throw in a new Leia, you're now you're monkeying with shit. And I understand we're all going to have to because eventually they're all going to be fucking dead. Right. And Carrie Fisher has no sinuses left from Coke. I I get all that. <laughs> Uh, they actually had to CG your sinuses for this film. They packed them right in there. Uh, but but to me, when I saw her turn around, I, that was a fucking great moment. I, kn- I know she looked like she was, you know, at, at Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. I get that. <laughs> but it was okay for me. I don't, because again, we're in space. I just I just watched a tsunami and a bunch of other nonsense, you know, and, and you know, Darth Vader lives in a snow globe, basically, or in a, in a milkshake. You know, so I'm like, I'm okay with all of that. Yes. You know, I can suspend my disbelief enough in that to go, well, yeah, it's it's space. And then that dude's there and that's fine. I mean, I, I appreciate the effort to add the old to the new rather than yes. recasting like a, a new, cause again, you're going to have to recast, you know, I, I, 
I don't know if I'm ready for Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. I mean, I guess I am. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I don't love these movies as much as everybody else. Right. But I can't even imagine the scrutiny he's going to be under and the young Han Solo. I can't even imagine what people are going to go through when they see those movies and hold them to the, the standard right. of their childhood. Um, no, so I, I don't. This movie was a uh, a unique thing where you didn't have younger versions of those characters as the leads. Right. This was all new characters. It was a side story. We already know what those other characters were doing while this was going on. So those will be different. Um, I think those will be different experiences. Now, you're right. Will they be good or will you be like, well, it's, I just, I really like Harrison Ford. I don't like the younger version. Well, but, that, but that's the problem is you run into those prejudices of people who, you know, just they're, you're ruining my childhood is the worst phrase because it's right. like, you know, it's not your childhood anymore. You're 58 years old. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? There's nothing you can, you, you, you ruined your childhood by growing out of it. I mean, that yes. happened <laughs> and that's life and that's what happens. So whenever I hear anybody decry the fact that they're making something new out of something old, well, you, you just look at them and go, well, it's not for you. Right. You know, it's for your son or your, mm-hmm. your son's son or whoever the fuck happens to be around. And yeah, and you're ruining their childhood. Why not? So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you had to deal with it. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I really think, too, it, it's going to be a, a different experience. And I'm curious to see, like, how they're going to manage that. Like, because not only do you have to have, like, the right casting, but you also have to have um, the right direction. Like, well, is this how a young Han Solo would act? Because you look at, like, remember the TV show, Young Indiana Jones? Oh, yeah. Like, and that was a... Uh, um, not as quite as successful right. as the uh, the Indiana Jones film franchise, and but and it never really resonated because it was yeah this is a younger version of them, but like uh, audiences don't they don't really care as much. I, I, that's I, I think they're all sort of in, I think they're each case is different individually mm-hmm. because Lando Calrissian you saw him in one movie right blank slate you know what I mean yeah so you can just like reinvent this we don't know much about his history we're gonna see it. Han Solo, we know oh, sure. everything about him. So that guy's going to have a tougher right. Um, I guess for me, you know, going back to the General Tarkin thing, that, that Peter Cushing, I just loved those interactions with him and Leia so much. Should have smelled your stench. Charming. Last. <laughs> like he's such a fucking power hungry dick. He's so good right. at being... Uh, no, a, a royalty that's a dick. You yes. know, just like I've got you, and I'm, I won't stoop to your level, but I'm, you know, and and that in the end of a new hope, when they're like, you know, we've uh, we've theorized that there might be a way to blow up the Death Star. Now, in our finest moment, yes. he's so arrogant. Evacuates in our moment of triumph. Triumph, yeah. Well, he's just, <laughs> and it's so. It's so great. So I think when I saw him and then was like, oh, I'm going to get robot guy. I'm not going to get these. I don't know. It, it, I hear you. We're nitpicking because the yeah. overall, I think. Now, I, I did have one story problem with, with the movie at the end. And this is the only thing oh, that, that bothered me uh, is the end um, was where Princess Leia was. Because if you have a massive assault on a, uh, on a say, imper- Empire's an imperial um, installation, you're not going to bring the diplomatic princess with you on this giant assault because the the way Star Wars had set up Princess Leia was that uh, she was a princess, diplomatic immunity, and she was using that to help 
the rebels and smuggle information and do all those things basically in plain sight through the council and all these other places. So you wouldn't send her into a firefight right. and be there. And then when the uh, the <laughs> the ship dropped and uh, Darth Vader pretty much said like he saw the ship go. So then when they catch him up to him in you know, A New Hope, it's like, well, you're a rebel. You're a part of the rebel lines and you're a spy because I just watched your ship come out. Yeah. Uh, the one that I just assaulted. Right. And I saw the plans get handed off to you and your ship. So I really liked, like, I didn't think it was necessary to tie it together that much. Like, you could have left it a little more vague where, okay, they get away with the plans. It somehow got to Princess Lee and she was delivering it to the Rebellion, you know, maybe a month later or a week later or whatever. And then, then Darth Vader catches up with her. I didn't think it was necessary to tie it together that much no but you know why they do because they have to leave viewers with a good taste in their mouth after seeing everybody they became attached to die they just watched everyone that they became uh you know they basically invested in dead Mm -hmm. and so you you need that moment where they get to smile again and remember oh star wars oh okay there was a point to everybody dying and this is the handoff Mm -hmm. and so you get to see her even in that brief moment so it makes sense on on an audience level because you have to I don't want to say pander, but you have to give the people ice cream after making them eat spinach. (laughs) (laughs) After making them eat death spinach, you have to hand them Leia ice cream, CG'd ice cream. I I think story-wise, there still would have been a better way to do that uh, than they they did. I didn't have that much of a problem with it because I was... was I knew exactly what was happening and where they were going. I was like, oh, this is cool. We're going to see the actual plans. And and I was then remembering, I was already back in New Hope when the beginning of that, when, you know, they jettisoned oh, sure. the droids and all right. that stuff. And so I was like, oh, this is cool. You because know? one of the things, too, that gets set up um, in Star Wars Rebels is the animated show that happens right before, you know, Star Wars, is that Princess Leia is that diplomat that's helping the rebellion on the sly, but she still um, is a powerful council person. Right. So she is also giving orders to the Empire when you know she uh, goes to a planet because she's still supposed to be treated by royalty before everything turns. Right. So I, I wanted to kind of see more of that dynamic because I think it was much cooler and more interesting, uh, especially the way it was set up in A New Hope. I'm like, okay, but but I feel like all that kind of got thrown away with Leah being in the battle and now the, uh, the Star Wars New Hope uh, spaceship fell out of the other spaceship right. and now, okay, well, now this is the exit 10 minutes later we're starting star wars uh, new hope <laughs> i think uh i would like to propose a moratorium on oh my parents died as any motivation to do anything in any film ever again <laughs> it seems like any sort of fantasy film science fiction super or anything like that, someone's parents have to die to trigger them into hero mode mm. and and so that happened with the is it rilo jen or ren. uh well kylo ren is the other one but who's what's oh relo whatever the fuck oh the felicity mode. james mm-hmm. oh yeah or villain mode anything mm-hmm. it motivates them to move forward in their story jen right or so uh jen or so there you go you know she she has the moment where she has to be on the thing and, mm. and actually and also the frozen spider-man it, and and they <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, they also they stay and they beat you to death with the how much he loves his daughter. Mm-hmm. The, the you know the the stardust I think was daredevil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's no kidding. <laughs> Keep going. Batman and Superman yeah, happen yeah. to have a mom with the same name. Yeah. I mean, literally, just <laughs> come on, all of it. Um, but that's the motivation in in mm-hmm. all of them, and it just it's it tends to be I, I, fucking civil war. I talked. Did I do your spoiler episode for that? 
Maybe I don't know. I was furious that I I don't want to. I I won't get into it. All right. So, but yeah, it always (laughs) seems to be the motivation. Well, yeah. I mean, just that's. I I just wish that that weren't the motivation for it. That you didn't need to do that. And I will say this as a non-Star Wars guy. All right, because I didn't know what I was getting into at all for this movie. Right. So you mentioned, well, we know we get the Death Star plans. I I have to be honest. In my head, I just went, oh, the Death Star again. And I know that sounds weird, but like it's literally all of these movies revolve around the Death Star, the Death Star, the Death Star. And I saw the Death Star blow up, I think, when I was 15. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're still talking about the Death Star, it's like, were they, are they, could they build another Death Star or a better Death Star? Or, but I understand all these stories are from the past. But I have to admit, when I saw the movie and I was like... Well, it was only half done in Return of the Jedi. Right. True, <laughs> but I but I have to admit when I saw that I just Although went. It was fully operational. Oh. Yes, <laughs> I, I went. Operational when your friends arrive. Uh, I I went. Oh, the Death Star again. Like, where do they go once? What What are they going to do? I mean, I we because we again because mm-hmm. I had one in Force Awakens too. Well, when I walked planet. when I walked out of this movie, I went. I go first of all. This is going to play till March. Because there is literally nothing like it that's going to compete with it in the box no, on the, in the no. box office arena. There's no action. There's no anything yeah. out there. I mean, you can watch, you know, Moonlight or the fucking or, or this <laughs> fences. <laughs> exactly, yes. Lion. You're going to go there after you've seen Star Wars, right? <laughs> uh, or you'll sneak into that until the next Star Wars showing, and then you go back in and see Star Wars again. <laughs> um, so I, I think I, I think it's going to make a billion dollars, and it's, like I said, it'll play till March. But also, it makes me wonder. And I, and I said, they'll do one of these a year. They could do two of these a year with awesome side stories of other stuff that happened on other planets and things and follow other people's adventures. I, I just... I don't think I would want two a year. They're doing one a year. They're going to do... one a year it's gonna go, They're going to trade off. So this year was side story. Next year will be a regular... will be Star Wars Episode Eight. Okay. Then in 19... Or, uh, and so that's 17. So then in 18, we'll get a side story. Like it'll really, that's what they're doing. Which well, genius. Which is genius. And it's just, and, and I'm on board. If and I Disney's, get one of these every year. So, so Marvel, yeah, right. Disney now owns the summer and uh, the holiday time. Because yeah. they know what they're doing is they're, they're doing the smart thing where they're turning it over to people who know what they're doing and letting them do it. Nothing against George Lucas. But he got, you know, he could be a little stiff, and he he gave you things that were pretty obvious in the movies he that he did. Colonel Curtsy, he went a little nuts. bit, yeah, yeah, he went a little bananas. <laughs> um, but so now, if you involve this this new infusion of people who know what they're doing and love it so much and care, that's brilliant because now you'll just print money for the for the next century. For and fuck's you let sake. them do it in a more expensive way because it'd be easier just to put everything in the computer. I'm like, no, we're doing practical right. sets, and yeah, shooting on film, and all these. Uh, well, that great was the things. thing they did that was such a fantastic job was recreate like. I was like, because they're on the Death Star, but I'm like, you can't, but they used the technology from 1977 to show, like, because they couldn't change that. Yeah. You know, right. the screens that were all like vector graphics. Yeah, that everything's were, hardware and levers and yeah. you, know, you, you, you get a, a monochromatic screen and that's it. Yeah. And I was like, that that's has, so cool that they did that. Exactly. But then that the, has blocks on it. But then the update <laughs> was like the Death Star in daytime on the horizon at the beach planet at the end of the movie yeah. and the guy that helped create it smiles when he sees he's going to get blown up by his own monster which was great yeah. he's that much of a of a lunatic that he's like such a fanatic mm-hmm. you know it's and i love the scale they gave the death star too cuz you saw like a tie fighter next to a destroyer and then you saw the destroyer next to the Death Star, and you went, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like you, you mm-hmm. realize just how gigantic and ridiculous it is. You know what they got right in this movie too? Humor. Uh, that yes. droid is the, is literally the funniest. I think it was timing wise, Adam Tiddock. Yeah, it was Adam Tiddock. Good player. Alan. Yeah, Alan Tiddock. Alan, yeah, yeah. He. Uh, but timing wise, that that was right. the thing. Yeah. You know, written well and funny, but also the beats and the timing, and also he's you know he's deadpan because his face can't change. Right. So so he 
he brought such life to that, you know, you, cause the droids have been so different. Like, you know, there's, there's R2 and C3PO and they are them. And then we had BB eight who just kind of rolls around. And you're like, Oh look, Ooh, star Wars. Right. Um, and it was awesome and cute, but this dude was like, he's like a, it was like their version of Chewbacca, but he could actually, but he was like, but he, with Dick Cavett, you, you know what I mean? Like this weird melding of like a, a, hulk, a hulking monster death machine, mm-hmm. but funny and smart and they like i love the fact that they because re, they reprogrammed it yes. and they reprogrammed it to be sarcastic and funny right. I, 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 <laughs> what idiot in the tech department because you know what the first time it's it smarted off they all looked at the tech guy and he goes i don't know man i don't know what happened but he just smirked and he went back to the workshop yeah just because he knew that they were gonna have to deal with his you know dickishness the rest of the time i loved it i mean it was I loved, like i love the sense yeah, of humor between donnie yen and 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 wen jang the the so donnie yen was the, the, well let's talk about the that. samurai and the bodyguard oh god I, and the the very fact that they're dead is such a tragedy because they they were such good characters and yeah. you could see them in more stories and not only in more stories but also you mentioned an animated show i don't know anything about that those mm-hmm. two look like they could have a buddy cartoon in the, in the star wars universe traveling to different planets and meeting people and having adventures oh, yeah definitely I mean, yeah it, it was just it was just like kung fu mixed with, mixed with master chief and the mm-hmm. two of them are going all over the universe yeah. it was so great yeah and and then i got it and and i was he a Jedi? Was he not a Jedi? People don't know. I, I and it doesn't matter exactly. But it, but it was it didn't matter because it was great. Yeah, and the performance was great, and the fact that they stumbled in and then they, you know, you because you really needed that to believe that these people could accomplish their mission. You needed people who are uh, skilled at such a level that you thought they could infiltrate right. and actually steal yes. the plans. Mm-hmm. Because if it was just that. I mean, because I don't even know. You know the imperial, the the guy that uh, the scientists sent with the plans themselves, right? And then Forrest Whitaker took him prisoner. How does that guy even survive the octopus mind fuck? How does yeah, that right. even happen? <laughs> yeah, didn't he say? Oh, by the way, it also just it, it'll mind. drive yeah. you. Yeah, drives yeah. you mad. Mm-hmm. And uh, and but then later on, he's just like, "Hey, man, what's going on, fellas?" Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. You yeah. just had a tentacle go through your fucking brain. Yeah. Like, see, uh, see I we want to trust you too. I have a different accent too." So well, yeah, yeah, it changed after yeah, the fucking yeah. octopus jam <laughs> fucked him in the ear. I mean, it was terrible. So I mean, you see that he's laying there and they're just like, "Aha, he's gonna get the truth out of you," and then we're gonna destroy your mind. And mm. then he's sleeping in the cell. He's like, "Oh yeah, I had a rough night. You're not gonna believe this." <laughs> oh man, you you new guys. I don't know. Don't go to the octopus room. I'm telling you that right now. Not fun. <laughs> he's just blowing it off dude you just got your mind read by a slug like literally Jabba the, like Jabba's brother came in and, and fucked all your holes in the head I it just yeah. and then he just, again, just uh, oh, boy I'll well, tell you I, I think I slept funny <laughs> I think yeah. it was like the worst. do I get something on my face mm-hmm. it feels like there's slime on my face I don't know why mm-hmm. oh Jesus oh, yeah. mine's a little cobwebby from Seems, the octopus that crawled through it possibly yes. <laughs> he looks like a snail trail inside me I think he may have shot some ink in my medulla oblongata. I'm not sure, but boy, I'll tell you, it, it takes the wind out of you. I'll tell you that right now. So when are we getting out of here? Are we going to go? Because I can still fly a plane, even though they just turned my brain into a bowl of cream of wheat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that guy was awesome. I'm going to like, all right, he's, yeah. he's ready for it. And then they're in the yep. jail cell and then they get out and they start whipping everybody's ass. Yep. And, and no one checked his clearances throughout the rest of the movie. Nope. Like, all right, nope. I guess Didn't you're on board. Do- yeah. <laughs> and again, you, you laugh because when you watch it, because there are things that are necessary for things to happen right so they have to have conceits uh the conceit of them showing up in a ship that hasn't been seen in two weeks and going yeah we're coming in for a landing and they're like well, what's your code and he goes all right it's this code and they go 
all right, man, come on in. We yeah. haven't, haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, and we don't know where you've been. And yeah. also, one of our pilots is rogue and gone, you know, red, red, driven off into the sunset, and we don't know where he is. But by all means, pilot that craft into our our defense shields. I mean, it just, <laughs> you know, it, it, and then the fact that there's only 10 dudes on there, and then all of a sudden they swoop in. It was just, that ending, that's just saving Private Skywalker, man. That is just yeah, beautiful. it was, it was awesome. Uh, it is just a war, like you said, on land, on sea, in the air. Mm. The ad-ads come out. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. The whole thing was, I love it. Although there's a lot of, we got to get to the switch where's the switch you know that switch we got to get to that switch well let's go yeah. to the switch where's the switch there's a switch over there this switch the other switch you know <laughs> a lot of that happening at the end mm-hmm. um but you know because they would cut away to an actual awesome firefight and then come back to the switch conversation i loved i loved the, the and it was literally just a switch sitting in the middle of yep. nowhere it and it had a sign that said a switch yeah, yeah. And then she it was like a the... bugs bunny on button yep. <laughs> yeah yeah like that staples button yeah you know what i mean punk <laughs> Well, that was the thing. It was very, very much back to like Empire or they're always out on some scaffolding out in the. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. The, the architecture of like everything has to be over a, a chasm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no matter what you build, it has There's to be over a chasm. Catwalk. Yeah. Some guy's got to go up yeah. there. I don't know how often and press the button or clean yeah. it or. And it's going to be windy. <laughs> it's always going to be windy. And there's just like the. the, the the frailest of catwalks for this yes. guy. Oh, like, sure. Good luck, friend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was, uh, that's just how we do it. And also, yeah. like I said, there's a lot of Death Star in these movies. There's a lot of falling off the cylinder and landing on a platform, too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that it's in the Luke and, and Darth fight. It's in the, the Kylo Ren and, and Han. All, all of those. There's always somebody who falls from a great height. But, oh, but then they land on a platform. Thank God they land on the platform. Right. Uh, so well, when the, you have a lot of chasms, you have to have a lot of platforms. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I just have only chasms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, and again, I, I'm not, I'm nitpicking silliness because I loved it. I walked yeah, out of it. I mean, we going, all, we all really great. enjoyed it. Well, I, I had such too. a good time at the uh, movies on this one. That's what I, I, you know, having watched so many Star Wars movies so many times over the years, I find I've noticed those little things, but I was also like, but this is what I love about the good, the good Star Wars movies is it's one like edge of the seat thing to the next. Like, sure. How are they? It's always the, my problem with the prequels, especially episode one, was so there they was, were awful. They were well, they were awful. <laughs> but there was a part of why they were awful was there was no. It was like you know that one scene in, in episode one where it's like they're being chased by the big fish, and then another, and he goes, ah, there's always a bigger fish. Oh, all right. Well, I guess we don't need to fucking worry about anything then. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing I loved about this movie was like I was, I kept I, a couple times I had to remind myself they're, they're going to get the plans through, right? Like I mean, because yeah. I, I didn't know if they were at times. Which was what I love about a good Star Wars movie. It's action and adventure. Yeah. You're on the edge mm-hmm. of your seat. You don't know if they're going to make it. Yep. And 70s technology. And 70s technology. <laughs> and why I did like the fact that they died. Everyone didn't get out. It wasn't all. Right. No, I liked it too. It was, And I, again, I didn't expect it at all. And I, I liked that that's where they went with it. Why I thought Luna and, and, and Jyn Erso are getting away. I'm like, well, if anything, they'll get away. Because when you, see, right, when you start seeing everybody too. get picked off... Like, well, you know, okay, make it out. the, the other two are going to, yeah, yeah, they're going to bail and get out of here, which is fine. Um, no, they sit on a beach while a, a fire cloud. Yeah, right. They, they just know mm-hmm. death is coming and they're like, okay. Yeah. And the other, why that was great, they had escaped that so many times. Like that one, the one um, rock cloud when the first time they the Death Star blows up, you right. know, and it's coming towards them. They got to get in the They're ship. They're zigging and zagging out of it, and right? Barely getting out of it. It was like, oh my god, that was crazy. So now here's one coming. Are they going to get out of it? Nope. And okay. that experience informed their later experience because they knew exactly what kind of destruction was coming. Yeah. And right. so that's why they went on the beach and went, you know what, man, we're never getting out of here. I mean, yeah. we don't have a ship or anything. We got no choice. So let's this just. This is spend. a planet killer. Like, exactly. Yeah. They because they saw it happen. They knew what it could do. 
And so the second it happened, they were like, we're dead. And they knew. And that was the thing too that was that was great going back to the showing how ugly a rebellion is. Everyone went, this Death Star thing is no joke. This, yeah, is, this, was... is, this is their short round. <laughs> yeah. Is doing this is putting is is putting a crater in thing that the, the size of the Pacific and they blew Ocean. up their own right. base. Yeah, they blew up their own base. I'm like, this thing if they if they turn it up to ten, it's well, going to turn a planet into dust. I got to admit, I got a little uh, confused once they once they brought in Generoso and they they interrogated her, uh, and then the the Aryan looking dude who was in the rebellion um, who told. Diego Luna, basically, yeah, just kill that dude when you see him. Don't even worry about it. Like I, his boss, right? But I didn't even think that. Like, I, it took me a while to realize. Oh, that's just the because we're not used to that in a Star Wars movie, right? So mm-hmm. it took me a while to think because usually when someone has those intentions, they're a bad guy who has infiltrated the rebellion and right. they're trying to do something right. for their own selfish uh, needs. But th- I then I thought about it. And I go, oh no, no, he wants him to kill him because that just wipes out an enemy because he's he's the smart one in the rebellion who's like we just got to kill everybody or else we're not going to get out of this. Right. So even when he talked to him on the phone and he's just like, I because in my head I'm like are Diego Luna and this guy just running their own game against the rebellion and they're doing something that I'm not getting? But then I realized, I'm like, oh no, this is a guy who just realizes he's got to be ruthless, as ruthless as the Empire, or they're never going to win. Uh, so I enjoyed that. I mean, I, you know. Well, that's what I like too. And that, that's the thing of like, it was cool that they're like, oh, Forrest Whitaker, he's, he's a little nuts. Because inside of a rebellion, you would have that. Yeah. You would have some, And he had crazy hair by the end. Yeah, he had crazy hair. <laughs> You'd have people going, well, let's, you know, we're not on their level, so we can't stoop to it. And other people going, what are you talking about? We need to nail their kids to the wall and yes. set them on fire. It's the only way we're going to stop them. And there would be that internal fight of like, what's acceptable for us as the good guys in quotes versus them. And there's the by, there's always that battle of by any means necessary in any war. Really. And they didn't have that conversation. But what I liked is that Diego Luna's character, uh, when he had um, the creator of the Death Star, like in his sights, he didn't, the trigger Mm -hmm. and he hesitated and he realized that well maybe this isn't the best way that we're running the rebellion so he started having second thoughts he had second thoughts and there's but there's that earlier scene where uh but it gave him conflict which i like which is great which which you would have it's like Mm -hmm. if it was if if you're told no we got to bomb women and children or whatever you know what i mean you're yeah you you might go i don't know if this is what we're fighting for you know like and also after he did not kill her father and she's reading him the riot act and basically schooling him on, ah, oh, you were going to kill my dad. I know you were going to kill my dad. And he gives her the speech that, uh, you, you don't know anything about me and, uh, we've all lost a lot of things and yeah. you don't know. Yeah. It was so perfect. That because, scene's so great. Yes. He's like, you just joined this. Yeah. yeah. And you can't talk I, your way I've out of this. I've lived my life. I don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to talk my way out of this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because she kept trying to like nail him on and, and indict him on something, and he's just like, "No, this is what we do. This is what I'm trying to do." Yeah. And he said, "I've lost a lot more than some of us have lost a lot more than you have." Like it was something like that, and uh, it was brilliant. I mean, it was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, who are you to come in here and start, uh, you know, walking around like you're the moral compass of this entire thing?" You just joined us. You've been yeah. running. You were in a jail cell with a walrus an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you were mad. We picked you. We we, we yeah. broke you, you free. Yeah. You know, so it's like it, it was such a cool thing. I'm like, that's I love that and that that conflict and everything. I mean, and it's so not Star Wars, and that's why it threw me these weird messages where I'm just going, well, who's are these guys running their own game away from the rail? Because then when you see the meeting where they basically tell them about the Death Star, and they're just like, 
oh, we better pack it up then because we're not going to be able to hang with the Death Star. Like, they're really ready to end the rebellion. They're just like, this makes no sense. We can't handle can't that. Fight a planet. A death planet? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the, and the thing that was so cool was it was the Rebel Alliance. So you're seeing, oh, it's all these different factions, and now they're not agreeing. Yeah. Right. It wasn't a cohesive unit. It wasn't yeah. a cohesive unit, and it wasn't until, like, everybody saw the Death Star and went, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it also kind of sets it up, too, where... Princess Leia was one of the uniting factors right. of the rebel. Right. When, you know, when she took a more active role. Yeah. yeah. Because they were all just kind of at each other's throats at that meeting. And the, it's a trap guy is like, we got to, we got to do this. And everybody else is like, I don't know. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't make any like, sense. Sorry, you couldn't sell it. Yeah. yeah. It like, <laughs> so the, and so it was, it was literally the rebellion. It ended. Yeah. And then they went outside and they go, well, let's, the, the rag, then the ragtag bunch of misfits gets together yes. and they get like 10 dudes and they're like, all right. And they, they bail on a ship and they take off. And then they, they basically force the rebels hand. Yeah, to to get back into the, the game. expender rebels. That's who they were. Yeah, <laughs> right. but, but but that's the point. They said, if we don't do this, and and the 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 band of misfits were like, you know, they were they there were some line like, these guys have done awful things or something. There right, was some, right. and it was like, oh, so they were the dirty dozen going. Yeah, we've all done terrible things in the name of this rebellion, and now what? So what's one more? Let's do it. Yeah, we have to. We fight for this because we believe in it. Right. And, and also, they had seen the power of what the Death Star could do. That's another thing was they were trying to convey that the rebellion, the rebellion, just like, well, you know, we don't want to get involved in this anymore. And they had seen a planet be destroyed, basically. Right. And so that's why they're trying to tell them, look, you don't, you have no idea what you're up against. And they were still were too chicken, and then. They were walking out. It was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, like I said, it made it, uh, it made a large story small, which I'm always a fan of. Right, which was was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So I want to see it again in the theater. I want to see it again. I want to see it in non. I I love seeing it in 3D, IMAX 3D. Mm-hmm. I want to see it in 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 2D because I want to see, sort of, well, the discussions we had about the CG. I want right. I want to see how that looks in, mm-hmm. in 2D, and I wanna I wanna like. Was I mesmerized? In a dark old theater a with, a, old with theater. a lower resolution. Yeah, I do. I want and I want to. I want to see like the. I want to pay more attention to uh, more of the dialogue and stuff because I'm when you're when a movie's done well and it's made for IMAX 3D, and you see it like where I did at the Chinese theater, it's spectacular. Yeah. But you can get sort of caught up and mesmerized by the the bells and whistles of it and miss sort of. And I want to get more. There's so much dialogue I know I missed. There's so many mm. little Easter eggs I know I missed that I want to pay more attention to. Right. I want to watch A New Hope and then go back in the theater and watch Right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I just want to see Vader's Rampage again over and over and over. Yeah, and that was that. amazing. Yeah. He just goes old boy on the whole fucking <laughs> right. ship. Really that's what it reminded me of. It's it exactly what it was. The, yeah, it reminded me of the corridor and old boy. It, that's it that's totally what the did. scene was. It was, yeah. the, it was the corridor and old boy. It opens mm-hmm. up and we do when when he when he lit the lightsaber, you're just you're just I have goosebumps like, oh, talking about yeah. it now. <laughs> just the noise and him holding it, and you're like, God. And then he just absolutely. And you just want to go to uh, guys with blasters. Yeah. You just want to go run. <laughs> yeah, to those guys. But that was old boy. He just yeah. he just gets the hammer and he goes right down the fucking hallway. It was gorgeous. Right. I loved it. It was it and was, nothing even slowed him down. Nope. I know. <laughs> and it it because we've already seen Vader do that in all of the other movies. So to put him, but never all, at but not once. like never this, man. Yeah. This was like blood, this was, was weird bloodlust Vader yeah. that we've never seen. It was great because this is then the first time we were introduced to Vader. He just chokes the guy and throws yeah. him down right. on the ground. That's the first one he's always called. But it's it's awesome to think. Oh, you know, right before that, he went through a hallway of these clowns yeah. and just fucking mocked him up. Exactly. Oh, it and, was... without, and didn't yeah, didn't even get a stain on his cape. He just no, literally I... just blazed through. <laughs> yeah, didn't even need the lightsaber really. I mean, if he didn't want to, he just kind of did it because he could. Dude, oh, right. yeah, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. It was great, Vader. Uh, and 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 
his eyes were sort of red. You could sort of see through the eyes, which you haven't really... Well, the, the his costume's always a little different. The yeah. costume was an upgrade too. Like if you look at the old costume from Star Wars, I mean, this one was definitely a mix of upgraded, but also has, still had to remain true to the original. Oh, but you but could yeah. Tell. Well, I mean, in the first one, it looks like he's got you know the inside of a refrigerator on his chest. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, yeah, that's like, exactly what. I'm uh, all right. Well, yeah, good for yeah. him. <laughs> that, that scary dude. Oh, I yeah. get it. <laughs> but now, yeah, it's it's he, mm. he's become more malevolent as the time has passed. Right. As they can make those little and they're tiny upgrades. They're not. They haven't because you can't yeah. mess with the look. You can't. Right, right. It's iconic, but they can do enough. One thing I dug was also like on uh, on the the white coat dude. Uh, you know, the dude who built the Death Star, and then uh, Cushing. The I was always trying to decipher the number of like when they would have the the, the red and the blue their squares. ranks. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Ranks. yeah. I kept yeah. trying to figure out their ranks on them, and you'd see the other guys with them and stuff like that. It was great. I, I dug that again. Just attention to that kind of detail. You know, it, 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 I'm always fascinated by that. I could lose myself in that minutia forever watching these movies and just. Uh, you know, one of the funny things in, in Austin Powers when they did an e- Dr. Evil, it's, an, it's a it's on again. I'm sorry, I'm going this direction on the DVD. Uh, Mike Myers did a they followed a henchman home, like he's one of the henchmen on the on the you know, and then all of a sudden he just he gets killed, and then they go and there was a birthday party for him at a bowling alley. Oh, yeah, Rob and they got to call his wife. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And it's just that thing where you because you see all these people on the Death Star working, and you're just like, right. holy Jesus, what goes on? So you can watch them as that, that like that one dude. Because again, like in Jurassic World, we talked about that. It was such a small, there's two people working at the counter. You know what I mean? Right. And they're the ones who are involved in everything. In this movie, there's a thousand dudes working on a thousand screens and coming right. in and going, do this and, and do all that. They a different and, uniform. Exactly. Yeah, depending on which bridge they're on. Right. Whatever. And yeah. then the different squares and the different right. outfits. And I'm just going, man, who, what does that mean? What does that guy do? Where did yeah. he go to school? I mean, it's just yeah. genius. Ben Mendelssohn was the guy. Ben Mendelssohn. Oh, yeah, he's great. Okay. He plays. Uh, I, I thought he was, uh, like I said, a better villain than uh, Force Awakens, the, uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember his name either. The Force Awakens villain, yeah. the the young commander. Right. Oh, okay. He plays Orson uh, Krennic. Yeah, his mm-hmm. character, man, was so the, all those the one on one scenes with Mad with Mickey Mandelson or whatever. Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Neat Morp. The scenes with 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 <laughs> Robot Peter Cushing were great. Where he's yes. like def- fighting to mm-hmm. Peter Cushing's trying to take it away from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Which in front of everybody, in front of everybody, punking him in front of his own men. Oh, yeah, God, which was so, which which again harkens back to um, the New Hope, where we're not, you know, that one guy's like your old mysticism, Lord Vader. And he's like, <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. Irving, yep. And Peter Good goes, enough, you know. And you, I love that how they did more of that, like the infighting infighting yes. the the power grabs and all that shit oh man and as always i when i ever see these things i think i wonder to myself like when in any superhero movie or anything when someone like when lex luther wants to take over the world why like what is the empire what are they what are they going to gain out of all this just at the end once you've destroyed everybody and crushed the rebellion and all that, i can you imagine like Cushing and Vader, what, having breakfast together? I mean, yeah, what, right? what are you going to do? And you just, because you see how much simmering tension and hate there is amidst yeah. the ranks anyway. So what happens? They're just going to turn on themselves and then eliminate each other? It's like, I told you, that's the fundamental thing about the Terminator universe that always drove me crazy. Uh, the robots, they demand to uh, eliminate all the humans. Why? What are you, so what? What are you going to do? Use them as energy. You like in the, uh, but for what? Like the to what end? <laughs> I think, like they I power said, everything. They're little the thing, batteries. Though. So like Hitler wanted to start the Third Reich. We're going to take over the planet. We're going to get rid of the Jews. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Why? For what? 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 Why yeah. are you so but mad? To, you want to oh, have uh, sitcoms to enjoy? What the fuck are you there for? <laughs> <laughs> so it was Jesus Dom Holt Gleason. It was the one guy I've been trying to think of as it would play General Hux in Force Awakens. Right. Dom Holt Gleason. Right. But I always thought that's one thing that bothered me. It was like, 
he's kind of too young to be a general. He never had that presence that like right. uh, like like we saw in Rogue One. So, right. But uh, yeah, that, that always throws me. Where I, I, the Empire, I'm like, why did? What are you gonna? You're gonna cruise on the Death Star and blow up every planet, and then eventually, and then it's just you guys on the Death Star. And then you're all going to get fat and sad and, you know, like I said. It's, the, it's, the, it's, <laughs> it's, it's that thing about those types of power-hungry people. They're, they're, it's never enough. Right. There's, there's some couple, there's, here's a, um, there's a line in, in one of the Matrix movies uh, where he's like, well, what does he want? And the, and the woman, when he's talking to the Oracle, goes, what all powerful men want? More power. You know, there's also that line in um, Die Hard. When Alexander saw the breadth of his domain, he wept for there were no more. Yeah. That's what it is. They just want to go. And this is the ultimate um, evil is there is the galaxy. There is an endless supply of planets to conquer. So they can just go from galaxy to galaxy and just conquer one planet after another. So they'll all Under the heel of the empire. Under the heel mm-hmm. of the empire. It'll, yeah. They'll... They'll never end. It'll. That's the thing. There'll never be that moment. Like, well, we've conquered everything because they'll, they'll never run out of planets and stars. So their their goal is to be living history. Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah. I'll accept that. Yeah, from two of the most evil people I know, I'll accept their explanation. <laughs> <laughs> you two Death Stars of human beings. Oh God! <laughs> Comedy film nerds is gonna <laughs> cruel the world. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one. Chris and I walk into a room. Yeah. All right. What? Anything else? Wow. I I think we covered a fair amount of this movie. I loved the ships, man. I loved. I oh, thought they were just yeah. so. Again, that that those ships that that folded up into the triangle. Right, those, those were, were cool. so gorgeous. Those are like command ships, probably. Right. Uh, all of it was it was perfect. I mean, and and no real betrayal of the time period no no that was the thing was so great they stayed true to the things that we already know what they look like yeah right. we know what the death star looks like we know what the the the, the Carillion ships look like inside it looked like the, the most wing the tie fighters we know what those but then they added yeah. oh extra things oh, too but it looked like it was the most tie fighters i've ever seen on one screen in any film um it was ridiculous yeah. oh it was, that was awesome. it was so perfect just, that one in 3d that one scene where they just come they open up and boom yeah yeah my god it was so great so genius yeah and uh and i i in the beginning of the film i must admit i it was a whirlwind where they took you to the 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 that trading post and then the the moon and then the krillin right. crystal farm and and i'm going all right am i gonna be able to keep up with this because i mean they're because i don't know the universe as well as maybe mm-hmm. you guys do but then all you had to do was follow along with what was happening and it was like all right, right fine i got a beat but it was, it was accessible bearings. i mean they, they it was deliberately a movie that like even if you weren't a huge star wars fan you could still follow it oh sure mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it was a it was a different story but the same right Cool. All right. Let's All wrap right. it up. Mike Schmidt, where can people find you on the internet? What's you know, your show? Uh, what are you doing? You know, I do a television a television show. Holy God. I think it's been up. Thank you. Good to see you. <laughs> uh, I have a podcast called The 40-Year-Old Boy, which you can find at uh, art19.com, or you can find it in the iTunes store. Just Google my name, Mike Schmidt, or The 40-Year-Old Boy, and that's the number four zero. Uh, you can find me at Instagram at Mike40YOB. You can find me at Facebook, facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy and twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. That's a weekly show, right? It is weekly. We are in year nine. Wow. Wow. Astonishingly ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so there, uh, and is there a, a Instagram and, uh, I guess all that stuff. Yeah. Instagram I've talked about and yeah, so there, that's where I'm at. Find me there. Write me. And if you guys want a, if you, if you jump on 
and listen to the show and you go, hey, Mike, I liked your show. I'll send you a free year of the show, either one through. Oh, um, very you know. cool. So I do that to try to snare people in. And so. also you can see Mike Schmidt as one of the stars of Earbuds, the yes. podcasting documentary. Stars is a strong word, but I'm in it, certainly. <laughs> and I'm very excited to be so. Thank you. And I get feedback from it all the time. People see it and they like it. And I'm oh, very that's happy. great. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it was cool. When I was on Bert Kreischer's podcast, he was like, I'd never heard of this guy, Mike Schmidt. I was like, get in line. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he he was like it was such a cool conversation because he comes from as such a fan of podcasting and he was like i i love the movie because it was i was learning about new shows and stuff and i go good that's what i want right. i want people to want it to be a gateway drug even if you already are well into the podcast world we want you to learn more about other sure stuff, right? absolutely um all right, guys. Uh, yeah, Earbuds, the podcasting doc is available, obviously, at our site, comedyfilmers.com, standard def, high def versions, and now it's on Vimeo. Yes, it is available on Vimeo now, too. You can rent mm-hmm. it on Vimeo. You can rent it and purchase it and on purchase Vimeo. And purchase it. And mm-hmm. anywhere else just yet? Not yet. Not yet. It's, we're close on Amazon. Close on so, Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, DVDs will be ready. Although by the time this episode drops, it might be, uh, I don't know. We'll say maybe for Amazon uh-huh. right now. <laughs> okay. DVDs not till probably after the holidays. We yes. try to get them done before, guys, but it just, it's just a Just too many moving parts. It's, it's a lengthy process. Um, and, we, you know, whatever. Took some money that we didn't, we had to wait. We had to put the movie on sale. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to be giving this for Christmas. Then you make your family watch a bunch of misfits talking into microphones. Hey, we got to watch this movie. I love these guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus. A bunch so. of misfits, basically. <laughs> So, but it's in process. The um, the authoring is almost done. The replication is all set up. So the it's menu just and everything the looks cool. The yeah, it looks features. really cool. We put all some the cool stuff on the, there. Yeah, yeah. There's a, even extra stuff that um, isn't in the download. We get the uh, the teaser trailer, the full trailer, and the two um, sequences where Graham and I are on Australian television for the Force Awakens premiere. So those yeah. are also on the DVD. You can pre-order the DVD if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys, that is our show. Um, Rogue One spoiler app. Very enjoy. Exciting. Enjoy to do. Go it. see it. You have yes, to. You have to. And, you have and to again, go. it will be around. Go forever. see the movie again. Enjoy it again. Enjoy it again. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Schmidt. Thank you for asking me. My name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Everybody died. <laughs> 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 <laughs>